Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus both possess the qualities we're looking for in our team. Tough, gritty, smart, opportunistic winners. It was an easy decision for me. What am I about and what's my philosophy? We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Now, here's Kevin Powell. Week one is here. The NFL season is back. Week one starts in Los Angeles. The Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills, a great uh, matchup to start the season. The Bears, of course, hosting the 49ers on Sunday. And so much Bears news to get to. We'll talk about the uh, upcoming season with Jared Payton from WGN-TV and, of course, the news about Arlington Park, the latest there. Uh, Ted Phillips is retiring. So lots to get to with the Bears. I broke it all down with Jared Payton from WGN-TV. Joining me on the WGN Radio Football Podcast is Jared Payton from WGN-TV, sports anchor, uh, reporter. He's now the uh, Chicago sports media sodfather. You had the great story, JP. You were at Soldier Field. You got the first look. We've got Bermuda grass at Soldier Field. Uh, that's probably something. That's probably what you played on in college, right? Because this is the first time we've seen uh, it at Soldier Field. Well, first time. Um, I love being called the sod father now and just uh, <laughs> sod experts. I mean, what a cool way to get a story, though, yeah. JP. I mean, I was. It was really cool. Shout out to Tim Lefevre from Soldier Field giving me that access uh, to be able to, the first to be able to touch the grass, see the grass. And, you know, I know for sure I played on it in in Tennessee. It had to be in, in Florida as well. But, man, I mean, just the feeling of it and running on it and having a little bit of a bounce and how fast the track is, um, it's something I think that a lot of, of, of Bears fans are going to, especially early on as the season kind of starts out and the grass is, you know, just being laid down. I mean, they're, they're going to see a little bit of a difference. And I think visually from, from TV looking at it and, and then how it holds up, hopefully a little bit better during those winter months when it gets cold. I mean, that's what everybody is talking about, yeah. but through just the, the tweet that I put out the other day of me running on the grass, I've been getting so many other tweets from people that have, either shared like videos or or pictures of 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 the Bermuda grass in like the the winter months and it does change color a little bit mm-hmm. talking to the people that laid it down at Soldier Field the company they were just saying that they're going to put like throw a rye on top of it to make sure that it kind of stays as the winter months come but um the way that the roots grow horizontally and it, it's it's crazy to see how when they lay it down they throw that 40 tons of sand on top of it. And the next thing you know, it starts to kind of compact. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the turnaround, it's, it's, you're laying it down Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Is it going to be ready for Sunday? Well, talking to the guys that do this for a living, they say that it, there's not going to be a problem. Uh, listening to Tom Skilling though, there sounds like there's going to be possible rain on yeah. Sunday. So you just have to figure it out, man. And um, but I definitely think the guys inside of that Bears locker room are really going to enjoy 
you know, playing on this grass, especially early on in the season. Yeah, if you want to see the full story, go to WGNTV.com. Jared did a, a great story. They, if you, if you missed it, they put Bermuda grass down at Soldier Field because, as we've known for, for many years now, uh, Soldier Field is notoriously a rough playing surface, and especially this offseason. There were a lot of concerts at Soldier on the lakefront, uh, JP, so hopefully this helps out a little bit. Um, before we dive into the season, there's two things I want to get to real quick. Um, you will went to high school in the Ar- in Arlington Heights. I went to high school in Arlington Heights. There's been so much talk about this Arlington Park project. There's going to, as we record this uh, tonight at Hersey High School, there will be a community meeting. Um, look, I-, I think this would be great for the Bears, obviously, because they would have a brand-new stadium and the whole entertainment district. At the same time, Arlington Heights doesn't exactly need this. Arlington Heights is already a great town. They have a wonderful downtown area. They have a lot of great neighborhoods. It's already great. It's not some community that's desperate for some economic jolt. So I think a lot of things have to go Arlington Heights way. And if I were them and city officials, I would be asking for a lot from the Chicago Bears. I anticipate this will get done eventually, but... How do you view where the Bears are at with this, where the community, it's not just Arlington Heights because, you know, Rolling Meadows, Palatine's nearby and all of that. But um, do you think this is a done deal? And what what were your thoughts on some of the initial uh, renderings that the Bears released? Well, yeah, I mean, I really do think that at some point it's going to get done. I I just think the the relationship with, the Bears in the city and in Soldier Field. I, I just think it's uh, in some ways, just by from the outside looking in, right? It seems like it's kind of run its course a little bit, and that the Bears have kind of, in some ways, as the McCaskies have, have kind of seen this over time. I mean, I think they're all about history. They're all about you know what Soldier Field means to the organization and and all the great times that they've had there and. You know, we always go back to that 85 season and what it means. But I also think they're looking towards the future as well. And, you know, I really honestly can't blame them for wanting to make the move. And I've been saying this a lot. I've, you know, being from, you know, born and raised in, until I was four years old in Arlington Heights to, you know, my dad running the hill in Arlington Heights in that area and growing up there and, by uh, Buffalo Grove High School, and man, that was that was home for me. That's what started it out here in the Chicagoland area was Arlington Heights, and went to school there at St. Bader High School. So my connection to Arlington Heights is is really really strong. I, I do think it's eventually going to get done, and I'm excited about it if it does. Um, but I'm I'm either way if these. If it doesn't and it falls through and things are they're, they're staying, I'm in Soldier Field. I, I'd be fine with that as well. I just look at the possibilities for the organization, for the people of Arlington Heights, of what it would mean to have that type of little city inside of a city. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. To have a Bears city, you know, inside of Arlington Heights and what they could do, and not only just for you know, pushing along this organization to a whole nother level, but then the fan experience and what it would mean on, on Sundays, Thursdays or, or Mondays when, when you're playing games there, like what it would mean. I look forward to it. I also, I like the renderings. I, I looked at the, uh, at the stadium, it just the renderings of the stadium, do anything with a dome on top of it looks cool to me. So, um, I'm excited though, KP. Yeah. Really, I, I I want this thing to get done, 
and look forward to seeing what they could build because it's almost the same way that we look at this organization with, you know, with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Like, I'm excited to see what they can build as well just this early on. And I know, you know, not having a first-round draft pick this year, but you're looking at that saying, holy cow, like, let's watch and see if they can build something to perfection and get this organization back to where it needs to be or where it should be. And to me, that along with building, you know, a new stadium and, and, and a new, and, and like a new entertainment center and all that stuff to me is just exciting as a Bears fan. So I know people are kind of split because they're all about history. Um, but as, as we look at this KP, we got to think about it. We, we got to create some new history as well, you know, and, I always think what my dad would say if he was here. Um, I believe in my heart, knowing him and what kind of man he was. I think he would he'd be saying the exact same thing. And like, you just can't always hold on to something just because of whatever. You got to also look at the future and keep growing and expanding. And I think uh, that's what the McCaskies and the Bears organization is trying to do. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, you know. The Bears stay on the lakefront, right? 20 years ago, maybe they, they do something different with that property and they have a world-class stadium and all of that, but that ship has sailed. I think I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, it, it would be possibilities of a new chapter for the Chicago Bears organization. Next question before I get into the football stuff. Uh, real quick, Ted Phillips retiring after this season, and I know he kicked the tires on this Arlington Park project. Could go down as his um, you know, crowning achievement as the president of the Chicago Bears they haven't won a lot with Ted Phillips as the president of the Chicago Bears, JP, but I'm sure you've gotten to know him. How do you view the legacy of Ted Phillips? Well, man, I, Ted is one of those people you will never hear a bad word about him out of my mouth, man. He, um, I've gotten a chance to know him over the years, and yeah, I know wins and losses is what everybody looks at when, when they you know think about Ted and his legacy, but and Ted has been just instrumental to my family and also to my father's legacy. And man, he, I just appreciate everything that he's done. And yeah, sometimes you, you look at the, the track record when it comes to wins and losses. And I know that's what, you know, he, a lot of people judge him on, but he's also been instrumental in helping that organization grow to where they are now as well on the business side of things. So um, I've learned a lot from him, KP. I've uh, sat down with him, been in meetings with him, had dinner with him. Uh, for the people that only see him from afar and only think about the football aspect, um, I get it. I get where your frustrate where people's frustrations are. I can totally understand that. Um, but I'll tell you this: if you know me, know what kind of person I am. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I love everybody. Right? I don't. I, I don't ever have beef with anyone. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't but, fishing for any negative. I, I just. I, know, I just no, knew no, you knew no, him. No, so no, I just. No, no. This is. It's, I'm just telling you. I just. I. I really want to. I want to make this known. Like he, dude. He's. He's an awesome guy. Like he is truly an awesome man. And I want people to understand that KP because they. A lot of people don't get a chance to meet him. Like he's kind of like this. Uh, mythical character that no one like they know about him but they don't see him they don't interact with him he comes around every once in a while right like yeah at the end of seasons or when they're going to fire you know move on to a new head coach or whatever it is he's he's just a phenomenal man and i'm hoping 
that when when people and Bears fans look back at on what he did, and hopefully if everything goes well with you know the Arlington Park is, uh, stuff, and maybe they they look at him and also get a chance to see that man, yeah, football wise, maybe the wins and losses weren't there, but man, he really helped further along this organization uh, on the business side, which uh, I know him and George McCaskey, good friends. I know George is, is man, he, those two together are, are really, really close. So, um, yeah, same thing that we talked about with, with change from Soldier Field. We're going to see change now as well when it comes to the president of Bears. So we'll figure out who that is. But Jared Payton. I don't think the Bears are in any rush. Jared Payton, ex-team president of the Chicago Bears. Has a great ring Whoa. to it, JP. <laughs> Dude, it actually does. Like, it does. I, Jared Payton, a, Chicago Bears, team president. Who would say no to that? Come on, JP. I, I would. <laughs> right, listen, if George is asking me if he, if he throws in my way, I will not turn it down. I'll tell you that. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, before I let you go, we obviously got to talk some football. Football returns tonight, Rams and Bills. But let's talk Bears. They open with the 49ers. The quarterback matchup, juicy, right? Two quarterbacks taken in that first round of the draft last year. Fields eight selections after Trey Lance. Um, you and I talked about this a little bit. How are you, Jared, going to define success of this Chicago Bears season? Because, look, wins and losses might not be there, but if we see a well-coached team and we see some strides from Justin Fields as this season progresses, I think all of us would feel pretty good about the direction of the Bears. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going, KP, with all this. It's First and foremost, it's just about development. It's about watching, you know, first Justin Fields, QB1, seeing how he develops. I know how how, how hard he's worked on his game in the offseason, uh, working on his throwing motion, working on his, his his feet and getting his feet right. And and then also, too, just getting stronger. I think more just well-versed with the, with the pro game. And, man, the young man has got so much talent. So watching him, I mean, normally we judge quarterbacks, I feel, like on wins and losses, right, and how many yards they throw. Uh, for me, it's the little things with Justin. Is he taking care of the football? Is he making the right reads? Is he when, – when you, and we can see that. Those are things that we could actually see as fans as we're watching the game, taking care of the football, going through his reads. Uh, and if there's an opportunity to make the guys around him better – then we're starting to see something. So that's what I'm going to be watching there. A lot goes with that. It's, uh, I think, the the success of the offensive line and, and the guys that are going to be starting. Can they find a way to be able to give him time to make the plays that we saw in the last preseason game against the Browns? Can they give him that? Because then, you know, with this connection with some of these wide receivers, also Cole Komet, I think it gives those guys an opportunity as well to kind of shine and flourish just a little bit. Running game, to me, is going to be key. I think that, to me, is not just being a running back. That's going to be the key to the success of how well Justin plays and this offense moves. So I'm going to be watching that. But wins and losses, hey, who who knows? I mean, as of right now, what I got them 7-10. and 10. I mean, it is what it is. To me, a successful season is watching the young players, especially the guys that were currently drafted in this past draft, are we starting to see these guys take the next step? And do we see that we actually have some some building blocks for the future as well? Because this is only one draft for Ryan Poles. No first-round pick, two second-round picks, and he went deep on the defensive side. 
This team, I really want to see how the next three years go and the draft goes for, for polls and seeing what he can do in free agency because we're seeing a difference in this ball club, right, KP, when it comes to being a little bit more disciplined on the football field. And to me, that's a huge win from what we saw from the last regime and just in the three preseason games that we saw. So if they can keep building there, you know, being disciplined can also win you some games, and especially in the future when this team, and hopefully we all believe, is going to be contending in the NFC and making a run for a Super Bowl. You know, those disciplined teams are the ones that, that, that some find a way to be able to get it done. They take care of the football. They win the turnover battle. You know, like those the, are the little things. things. I, I just want to, yeah, I want to credit Matt Eberflus for his direction in, in all this so far. Because, yeah, we had, haven't played a, a, a meaningful game yet, and we're about to have that. But what, but what we have seen is a more disciplined football team. And to me, that goes a long way to the future of the success of this franchise. I'm 100% with you. I just want to see a well-coached, not the only thing I want to see, but I want to see a well-coached Chicago Bears football team. It's been a while since we've seen that. They've consistently gotten their own way over the past uh, few years. So I think, you know, the whole hits principle thing and all of that, um, I just want to see a well-coached team that doesn't get in their own way and plays hard. I can't wait to see what Jaquan Brisker and, and, and Gordon can do on the defensive side of the ball. And obviously a lot of question marks about that offensive line, though I do think they... um you know, I think they. I think that unit got so much better this camp and through the off season than than maybe what I was anticipating. I still don't feel great about yeah. the offensive line, but I, I feel better about it. Um, any other players that that you are just kind of watching, JP? Before I let you go, is it Cole Komet, David Montgomery, maybe having a big year? Or is there a player that's not talked about enough? Um, no, I mean I feel like the the person that everybody talks about is Cole Komet. I think yeah. I think the connection with Justin that we saw you know, during the preseason, I think it's, it's real. And I think if you can find a way where, you know, him and Mooney can can figure out a way to to be dynamic together with their connection with Justin, I think now it opens up, you know, just a little bit more of what, you know, people, what you can do on the offensive side of the ball. I know when it comes to players, nah, there's not really, you already mentioned most of them, like Jaquan Brisker to me is could has the ability to be a stud. I think, a guy that's been on this roster, man. I mean, there's Eddie Jackson. I want to see what he's all about. I mean, this is it's time right now. Like, this is your time. And I think another person, and I don't mean to just come off the top, but Rokon Smith as well. Because we know what he did in the lap pass regime in that defense. But everything's switching over now. And Matt Eberflus and, and I think Poles really, you know, as much as you know, they wanted to get a deal done and, Maybe it wasn't what Roquan wanted. I just believe that in this defensive scheme, um, he's going to have an opportunity to be special, which also could mean if he could stay healthy, KP, he might be able to demand more than what he was looking for heading into you know this season if he does what he needs to do just by you know really locking in, staying healthy, and playing within the system. I think he has the opportunity to show people how truly special he is and I just have a feeling that's going to happen. Credit to him being also named a captain for yeah. for the year. I mean, that that speaks volumes for a guy that didn't go through camp preseason. And that, and that was voted on by teammates, the, too. Yeah. This, so. It just speaks volumes to how, how guys inside of that Bears locker room think of him. So I'm hoping that goes a long way. And the last thing, 
to me, it's it's Luke Getze, man. Yeah. He's not a player, but my eyes are going to be on him because he's going to be the one that's really going to be pushing Justin and I think having that relationship with Justin. So to see how they have already kind of came together and combined it on, you know, just Justin's ability to understand this offense, I think as that goes on, Justin actually has someone that he can talk to yeah. on the sideline, someone that he can talk to inside a meeting room so they can break stuff down when he has questions. And to me, I think their relationship is, is one of the things that I'm going to be watching the most. So I'm looking forward to this season, man. I know wins, losses, the wins might not be there, uh, but I also believe that we're going to see growth from this organization, from this roster, and I'm hoping that you'll have some pieces that you can start building on for the future and start to add something that could be sustainable here because, KP, I've said this all a lot. I want to be what the, the Patriots were when Tom Brady was there. Like I want to, I want to be to that level where your system is so good, and your quarterback is so good that your system, offensively and defensively, yeah, it's not always about the big name guys. It's about your system is so intact in what you do that you can plug and pull anyone. Like guys that you that are on other teams just couldn't make it on other teams. You say, no, nah, no, nah, bring them over here. We got a place for them and have that sustained success for years. Like, that's what I'm looking for. Can we be? Can we end up being like the Patriots of the Midwest in those years with Tom Brady and that success over 20-some years? Like, that's what I want to look for and be in that conversation where you're at the top of the NFC North and every single year you're battling to find your way to an NFC championship game and hopefully a Super Bowl. That's the dream. Jared Payton, can't thank you enough. See Jared on WGN-TV. He's everywhere. You'll see him everywhere. And so much football talk. It's just like, finally here, Jared. I'm so pumped football is back. We finally get to watch on Sunday and see what this team uh, is made of um, as the season moves on. Jared Payton, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, KP. And that's episode 40 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you to Ernie Scatton and Brian Alzheimer for their help producing the podcast. Of course, thanks to Jared Payton for joining me on episode 40. Thank you for listening. Football is back. So much to get into over the next uh, four or five months here. I'm excited. Football is back. We'll have a post-game podcast following a Sunday's game. Hopefully, it's a Bears victory. Thank you again for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.